0: Diverse World, a podcast about living, loving, and laughing, getting inspiration through information. Today we have Tiara of the T uh, T with T for the Queen. T for the Queen. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes here, and I have it spelled 100 incorrectly. So it's Tiara Burns from T right. for the Queen's podcast. Uh, where yes, that's our, it. Where you keep your sanity in an era of wokeness
1: yes that's it yes 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 correct
0: (laughs) um so i've been listening to a couple of your podcasts and first and foremost great content i love the connection that you have with the community and that you you know bring that mindfulness and wellness and health and mental health to uh, Mm -hmm. a place where a lot of people definitely nowadays need it right um so can you tell a little bit about yourself and how you got into the podcast game
1: Oh man, about myself, I'm a complicated character um, Well, you know, I'm actually from the Midwest um, Yeah, I'm from originally from Detroit, Michigan um, But I spent about two years in Chicago Then I spent seven years in Dallas, Texas So my sometimes I have like a strange accent um, Because it's from all over the states And I'm in the UK now, which I'm where I'm picking up another accent So it's, it's just a mess But um, as far as my I, um, I guess I'll just start talking about how I got into podcasting. I got into podcasting actually in 2016. Um, my first podcast was focused on black equity and black owned businesses. Um, it's still there, but I don't, you know, I don't cater to that baby as much as I used to. Um, it was my response because I was not able to physically go out and be active with Black Lives Matter. I took that as a way for me to add to the ether to say that okay, a good way to respond to how what Black people face in America is through Black equity, keeping our dollar within each other. We spend one point seven at the time we were spending one point seven trillion dollars a year, and I realized that that could be changing for my community. So that's how I got into that. Um, with, so moving forward, I went on to create Tea for the Queen because I am, um, I am a feminist, a black feminist specifically, and I'm also passionate about wellness. (laughs) Um, so I wanted to merge the two together because a lot, a lot of times, um, in this day and age, people don't think that you can be aware of what's happening in the world. and keep your sanity. If you like some people really get bombarded by the headlines, what's going on in the world, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Um so I just decided to say, well, this is what I'm going to do about that. I want to have conversations that people aren't necessarily um comfortable with and bring a level of brevity to it, of levity to it. So that's pretty much it, me in a nutshell. I'm also a yoga teacher, but
0: yeah <laughs> so uh, you you touched on the one the one of the questions I had is uh what mm-hmm. is what is feminism and what does it look like to you
1: oh man to me um this is gonna sound real radical, but to me feminism is the uh it is the The ideals, the theories, and the practices of feminism are the only way, the the first way that we can liberate ourselves as a society. Uh, Feminism can liberate us from patriarchy, from capitalism, from oppression. Um, I think that feminism is good for men and women and children specifically. So a lot, I think feminism gets a bad rap. It really gets a bad rap. A lot of people think that it, oh, feminists just hate men. No, 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 no a lot of feminists and i will say most feminists if you really study the theory it is about the feminism will liberate men as well yeah
0: yeah so the follow-up to that is as a Mm -hmm. man and you know there's a lot of you know there's a lot of fake men feminists or real men feminists allies what's that that's what is that okay oh so let me put you uh maybe you know about this there are a lot Mm -hmm. of um, men that want to be like hey we're i'm down for the cause you know all women you know women should get a 10 percent bump and pray or they should have equal equal men but actually they're trying to get in um the feminist pants or they're trying to basically equate themselves a part of the you know the movement just to you know see what level they're at and just push themselves above that or they're trying to take mm-hmm. over the movement to steer it into the way that they want to. So yes. have you seen like people like that? And also as a man, what are the important parts of feminism we should look upon to make sure that we're stepping in bounds of what you would, which you would say is the right path?
1: Okay, I'll start from the from the back to the front. Okay, so I'm going to answer the question that you said. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, if I misheard you, but you said, "What are the things that men should look forward to in feminism?" Is that correct? Correct.
0: Well, mostly, mostly, what should we do? We should be like knowledgeable mm-hmm. about so that we can be part of it. Without, of the movement. Yeah, of the movement.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. For one learn a little bit, educate yourself. Um, it's 2021. You can Google anything, but if you don't have, um, have time to do that, ask the women around you who, you know, are passionate about feminists, about feminism, have an honest, humble conversation. Don't come at it combatively. Um, and also I want men to understand that feminism and I may not be answering the question. I hope I'm answering your question fully. Feminism will help them because um, patriarchy does not treat men as wholly human. Um, So there are limitations to uh, how society views what a man can and should do. Same way, you know, not as extensively, but similar to a woman. Um, One thing in feminism that I always tell men is that with feminism, um, feminism... Theory, believes that men can have the same equal rights to parent and parent and parent, um, court system. So when you have a custody battle, nine times out of 10, the judge will side with the woman, even if, um, she is, um, she could be just not a good parent at all. Um, And I mean, that's subject to say who's a good parent and who's not, but there could be many things that will be harmful to the child if they were in the custody of their mother. Um, But a man, even with all those things, a man will have to fight harder to say, I will be a good parent for my child. society teaches men that they are literally nothing but providers. They are not allowed to have emotions, to cry, to be multidimensional. And feminism says, okay, everyone is multidimensional. Everybody can cry. Um, so to me, that's that's very important. I, When it comes to men I have met who are feminists, um, I have a, they have a special place in my heart. Um, I have seen some who are about the cause, who say they're about the cause, but when it when they are amongst their brothers, they are you know that that uh, seed of patriarchy just seeps out of them. Because I mean, they don't. The thing is, they don't even know they're doing it. Um, even in places just like in Clubhouse. Um, I've been in clubhouses where men will mansplain something that I'm, I've am i said, or they will interject me. And it's just like, or even like, for example, as a black woman, I have been in clubhouses where I'm the next in line, but they will go to the white girl who's at the bottom of the, of the, of the, of the line. That's to me, that's, that's patriarchy being what it is. Um, I think that you have to be anti to change these things. So, yeah, I hope I'm making sense. I yeah, feel you're, like you're I'm making, rambling. Am I? Sense. Okay. No, okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it it sounds like, um, and I'm just, I'm not mansplaining, but I'm just <laughs> paraphrasing. You're breaking it down in <laughs> your words. Okay. <laughs> it's just, all good. I'm joking here. But um, it, it seems like the the main goal as far as. I just in general for equal it's equality amongst everybody amongst races amongst genders um amongst non-binary um genders as well just mm-hmm. to for everybody to be treated with the same respect you want somebody to treat yourself yes yes and i i think that i <clears throat> excuse me A lot of us, excuse me, a lot of us, as you know, men, women, and and alike, you know, just don't take that into account, and that's so important. And I'm trying to learn more and more about feminism because, um, first and foremost, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, so it's like feminism is out the window. (laughs) So that was never like that was never (laughs) a thing growing up. So um, Mm -hmm. it's just learning from what you're saying is is super beneficial. Um, So as far as feminism and as far as the podcast, um, Mm -hmm. what are your, I guess, long term goals with kind of combining the two together?
1: Oh, man, that's a good question. I'm with my team. um, I'm actually in like a rebrand right now, not a full Mm -hmm. rebrand, but like just streamlining everything. Um, I even brought a co-host on this year. So this is going to be exciting (laughs) um oh man you said where do i want to take the podcast i want to have more in-depth conversations about um what feminism looks like today what it looks like tomorrow and also to bring um some clarification to uh, the things and the events um, that took place in feminist history um Mm. uh that's very important for me um feminism you know White women were involved. I'm going to keep it real with you. White women were involved. And am I ever able to curse?
0: Yeah, you can't ever say what the fuck you want?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't say. I, okay. When you have white women involved, oh, man, not all the time, but there is likely to be some malarkey, some bullshit. Mm. So, um, When you try to talk to someone about feminism and the principles of feminism, they'll say Susan B. Anthony, Katie B. Stanton, they were racist. That's very true. However, um, these theories have evolved. Black feminists have done the work um, and continue to do the work. Um, Black feminists have even gone so far as to create an entirely different identification known as womanism. So it's just You know, I just want to bring some type of clarification. And with the podcast, I am, I am, uh, what do you call it? I am, I don't want it to be too pedantic to where you Mm. feel like you're in an academic setting.
0: Um,
1: But I think these conversations are important because they bring perspective into the things that are happening. In today's world It will bring It will bring perspective Even into How our climate Is changing And how we got here And how That is um, It is a, it is a, It's a result of patriarchy So All the Like That's what I want That's where I want to take the podcast It's about to get real heavy up in here Yeah But <laughs> <laughs> but i'm I'm still gonna stay with the theme of bringing some levity to it and also my new um my new mantra for this year is um is not to be afraid to be seen trying so mm. I want my listeners to know that it's okay to try if you don't know everything that's cool you're trying to learn you're you're you know you're taking the step we in 2021 I want us to seek out progress not perfection P- perfection is dead i don't want that anymore so yeah i'm a sh- i feel like i'm rambling again so i'm gonna stop talking now okay
0: with with clarity you're speaking with you know information and it's 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 very uh you know mind opening um okay good but on top of on top of that you talk yes. about mantras too now mm-hmm. a good portion of your podcast is about you know takes into account mental health, meditation, yoga, um, self-awareness. So where how mm-hmm. how did that become part of your, I guess, overall makeup? And how what is important to you when it comes to those kind of topics, which is mental health, wellness, mm-hmm. um, and spirituality?
1: Oh man! Um, how did it become part of my personally my makeup um mm-hmm. and because it's a part of my makeup there's no way I could have a podcast without those things It be for, mm-hmm. to me would be incomplete um I have dealt with anxiety depression um so much and i even i even did an episode about my eating disorder I've dealt with all those things and What has always been from, like, something that has helped me is my seeking spirit and my continued ability to try and try and find peace um, within myself. I'm not always the best at doing it, Mm -hmm. but... um, Through all the things that I've gone through, whether it was um, dealing with things as a child, adulting was traumatic. Learning how to be an adult is traumatic as hell. Mm. So (laughs) um, getting into those things now, as far as um, the guided meditations, that comes from me being a a yoga teacher. Um, And I got into yoga, man, I got into yoga... In high school I we did like a video, some random video with my friends. We had a sleepover. We did a video and I think I even saw the picture of us just like in tree pose, like with our legs in the air. It's really mm-hmm. embarrassing. I was <laughs> I, my, my my posture was terrible at the time. But um I got into it then and then I was like, okay, well what's going on with this practice? Well, you know, what what is this about? So I ended up taking a college course. And then years down the line, when I moved to Dallas, I decided to get certified as a yoga instructor. Um, Me being another thing I did while I was in Dallas, I volunteered um, as an ESL instructor. I did so overseas in China and then also in Dallas. Um, And I saw a lot of like, I had a lot of conversations with my students with things that they were going through. And then I ended up having conversations with people from my community of things that they were going through. And it seemed like everybody, no one had peace within the themselves about anything no like no one had peace within themselves about anything our society you know with the value with the society that values production only if you're not producing 24 7 you will feel inadequate you know what I mean so um I decided you know I'm always looking for a way to affect my you know affect my community and to give back and to me yoga is something that not enough of us are doing not enough of us are taking our health as a as a whole view as a whole. So you're not looking at it from mental, spi- spiritual, physical, emotional, all of that. And yoga literally takes care of it like it doesn't take it doesn't fix it, but it is a way for you to progress that you constantly get there. You, when you are practicing, you continue to have the mindfulness in everyday life, even for me, I even started practicing mindful grocery shopping. <laughs> mm, so more than that. mindful grocery shopping to me is okay. Well, and also it's another thing way I call it. I call it a high vibrational grocery shopping is about to get real hippy dippy. Drew, I'm just letting you know, um, where's, the where's the crystals? Just, I'm just, <laughs> Hey, I took my crystals off so I could come on here. So I can wear my African neck with this black history. Mother. Anyway. <laughs> But um, oh no! Okay, so have, so every single every food has a vibration, and the closer to death that food is, the lower the vibration. So when it comes to grocery shopping, I was I said okay, I want to give put things in my body that are still living when I eat them. Hmm. Fruits and veggies and things of that nature they are still living when you ingest them they're still there the organisms are still active inside of those things so I also took it in, in um took into effect with my mindful shopping cause and effect okay I want this will this make me will this allow will this um allow me to be sustained will i be will I be satisfied completely? After I eat this, I love flaming hot Cheetos. I love Takis. I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, flaming hot Cheetos but, is,
0: my, is my crutch, too. I understand. Oof.
1: oof. I, I was actually looking at a flaming hot cheeto hoodie last night on Amazon. <laughs> I was actually looking at one. But I, I, uh, I was oh, how many was I? Oh. But I know that if I eat that, it will give me the instant satisfaction, but I won't have satisfaction at the end of the day from it. Mm -hmm. I'll either won't be, my insides will be torn up or I'll just be feeling sluggish. So mindful grocery shopping to me is making sure that I have things that are high vibrational um, and that, you know, can feed my body the best fuel. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't get the flaming Hot Cheetos. It just means that I may try like something different, like a substitute for me was, um, tortillas and salsa, you know, Mm -hmm. but that was always, it was always like a balance, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to like be, um, I don't know, mama vegan or anything of that nature, (laughs) but I want to have more high vibrational things in my, in my, um, repertoire of things I have to eat versus low vibrational, um, And I'm not that's not saying that you should not eat meat, but there should be if there's a balance, like have more high vibrations than low vibration in your grocery cart at the end of it all. So, yeah, did I answer your question? I feel like I'm not answering your question.
0: You you answered the question and you gave me a little bit more information because now I'm definitely going to try to feel the vibe of those apples. I'm about to like knock down. Yes, yes, (laughs)
1: that's right. But the thing is, when you eat the apple, it's going to like you'll be satisfied. You'll be full. Mm -hmm that is true you have that definitely. fiber you know hmm? yeah
0: definitely with like when you say with a lot of green vegetables or things that you you know have it's we used to have this community garden not too far from our house right and it's like a small community garden and mm-hmm. when i was little little and used to go there and, you know, they used to give you like peaches and oranges and like basil and stuff like that. When you eat stuff like that, that just came out the ground fresh, because it has a different taste to it, a different feeling. To yes. it. So I so you're not too far fetched. I don't think the idea of vibrational f- food is too far fetched at all, because okay. even when even when you think of like to eat Doritos versus eating chips and salsa those similar things but the Mm -hmm. salsa since it's fresh fruit fresh cilantro fresh sauce it just tastes better it has a better feeling a better like it has character
1: yes (laughs) yes it, it does and it's prettier too. That's another yeah. thing. It's prettier. There we go. And,
0: and trust me, hippy dippy, you we can go we could go into the realm here because we could talk okay, about We could talk about a lot of things that we could go very okay. hippy dippy.
1: Okay, good. Good.
0: I accept all hippy dippiness here. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So as far... You was talking um, before about, you know, anxiety and, you know, eating Mm -hmm. disorder. Can you speak on more of how you deal with that, uh, how you dealt with that during that time? Um, And, you know, you use yoga now, but how during that time did it make you feel and how you came out at the other end?
1: Do you mean like what would trigger my anxiety or my eating disorder? Or, oh man... Um, my anxiety, oh man, I guess it was hand and think about it hand in hand with my eating disorder because it was me trying to get some type of control. Mm. That was that was it. Trying to get some type of control. It began when my parents got divorced. They got divorced yeah. senior year of high school. Not I'm not blaming them. I love them. I do, but um, that's I, a lot of things felt out of control that were once. In control and within less than six months uprooted everything just felt completely out of con- out of control on top of me like just being a teenager in America not being satisfied with the way you look really like conflates all of that as well it seemed like way to get control into a way to a way to get control of how people saw me um, rather Mm. than how I saw myself. So that's where that, um, came from. I would, I had like a, man, I'm going to get real deep. I had a schedule. So I would, um, whenever I have, I would have episodes, I would, um, get, it was always Friday, Saturday, Chinese food. That's what I went to because it went down easy and came back up easy. So I still love Chinese food today, but not (laughs) for the same reason. Um, But to me, it was always an instance of just trying to get control. And that reminds me of what happened with The Crown. I'm not sure if you watched that um, on Netflix.
0: Mm, That's more my mom thing. If she she was here, you can have a whole deep conversation she'll go into the royal family on your ass but, <laughs> okay but no 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 no
1: <laughs> well princess diana she had bulimia as well and it started um when she got married she nothing was in her control she couldn't go out where she wanted to she can see her family her friends she didn't even have the internet at the time so oh, wow. similar to that it was you just trying to get control you know, you are just getting, doing all of this, this, this stuff inside of you that, you know, like people say you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do that. But then like you take it away from you because you're gaining back control of your life and of yourself. So yeah. And anxiety, that's about anxiety. Anxiety is just, oh man, anxiety is when to me, now that I'm looking back, I know that it's when you're living in the future more than you're being mm. present. Um, so, the, um, <laughs> I sorry. I had to sit back and so, think about that. That's
0: that's deep.
1: Yeah. So it is when you like, like me. I know when I'm anxious because when I I'm not sleeping. Um, if I'm too anxious, too much going on in my head, I won't go to bed before three a.m. So I have to like calm my mind down, and that's why meditation is so helpful to me because it allows me to practice the thought of interest you know greeting my thoughts and saying goodbye to them temporarily
0: yes because if not yes yes, yes.
1: I will always be thinking into the future I need to do this what if I don't do this and this is going to happen and this is going to happen then oh my god my mom and my dad oh my god I need to take care of them oh my god the dog the dog the dog did somebody feed the dog call somebody (laughs) to go feed the dog (laughs) so it's just like you're living in the future when you are very anxious, that's one of the first thing you're living in the future, and also you are worried if the that the past was not adequate enough so mm. it's just trying to get present is the best thing I can say to dealing with anxiety so yes,
0: yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly I'm a big yoga person myself that's why every time I have a yoga oh, person, namaste. I, yeah namaste. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to you know become a you know yoga teacher because Also, you probably seen as well. It's really not represented by males
1: and Mm -mm. definitely
0: black males. So, Mm -hmm. um, actually, the Nike Nike training app they have a couple of black males on there, which I was like, "Wow, okay, cool. I see y'all being inclusive." Um, Okay, okay. (laughs) Trying to get that pup 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 paper. But but they, uh, um, but I a hundred percent like empathize with that because Mm -hmm. my mind. I, I've i had a big, um, sleeping problem. Like I had, like, I would stay up for two days straight almost. And I just didn't know why. And then once I, to your point, looked at my thoughts as like living things, like I can be like, Hey, go somewhere, you know, Hey, go somewhere. Um, mm-hmm, <laughs> and they, they bad. actually left my space or I take, or I would write list out. So I would write mm-hmm. list out for the next day and be like, okay, these are all things I need to do that day. Those things are on wax they're on paper paper. and then i can just go on and move from there it was and yoga it's so good because i think i take the masculine approach to it because i'm like i'm gonna hold this fucking pose as long as i can i'm not gonna (laughs) shake i'm not gonna shake like i'm not gonna shake like i'm gonna do this vinyasa, and I'm going to go down to the ground, and I'm going to do this pose because there's a 67-year-old woman next to me, and she's killing it right now. Right, (laughs) right. Always killing it. Always. (laughs) And she's she's just looking at me like, "Mm." Look at you. (laughs) Yes. Just can't even do a downward facing dog without your arms shaking. How- <laughs> I'm like, oh no, ma'am.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: But, but yeah, 100% empathize with that situation. It's it's so funny how, you know, something so small, something so. It could only, you could do it for 15 minutes, right? It's yoga mm-hmm. or meditation. You could do it for 15 minutes. You could do it for five minutes. You could do it for two minutes, can literally make your day better. I, I try yes. to incorporate. I, I used to try to incorporate it on my daily routine to go mm-hmm. well, not daily, but Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. I used to do Bikram, well, hot yoga. Yes,
1: yeah, we used to. Go, no more Bikram.
0: Yeah, yeah, sweet. no Bikram. I saw that. Um, <laughs> used to do hot, <laughs> hot yoga. <laughs> and, um, I and then I used to get to the point where I used to be like, "Yo, you should come with me to hot yoga." Like my friends, like, "You should come, you should come." And my friends would go there. And they'd be like, "Man, what the fuck are I doing?" And then when one of my friends, uh, um, Kenton. Shout out to him. He can, he used to come with me. He, used to, he started going without me. He's like, man, yeah, I felt so good. Because I used to do it right before work. And every, mm-hmm. all day, all doing work, I was the nicest guy. I was like, hey, how you doing? You need some help? Yeah, I got you. All right, let's go. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just walking around. Like, you want to go for a walk? Let's go for a walk. Like, it's just such a energy booster. Also, a mm-hmm. mental, like, detoxifier. Because during that time, I only focus on that one thing. One That thing right there there's one passion at that moment. And it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's great that, you know, something like that can, you know, help others with their mental health as well. So I'm a big proponent with that and definitely the black community, definitely the youth, um, is such Mm -hmm. a big like component for, you know, overall wellness.
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted to, um, well, let's talk about the youth because, when I was in Dallas, I did, um, when I was teaching yoga, I actually mostly teach uh, people who have arthritis, arthritis, so elderly people, yes. as well as um, younger people. And the students, like, there was there was one student, I went three times, she was just like, you know, about that life. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this was about that life. She was ghetto. And she. <laughs> <laughs> She was I need to turn my mic down so I don't blast it. <laughs> no, she was about that life. Mm-hmm. And she was just not into it. The second time, she warmed up a little bit, you know, and she was still disruptive, but not too much. And then the third time, sis was, you know, just calm. Came in, grabbed her mat, just sat down, chilled, was just like really into it. And I don't know, I could kind of tell there was like something different in her. You know what I mean? Like a a calm, she had more calmness about her. And I think that for the youth, it's important because yoga can teach them coping mechanisms at a young age that we did not have you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so they aren't like throwing their iphones or they're you know like just mm-hmm. chucking stuff in the air so yeah I, and also with um elderly people um a lot of times when your body is not doing what you want it to do you start to think of it as a machine you know mm. and people who have like ailments they don't because they're so used to taking medicine to deal with it they don't know how to connect with what that feeling is like they don't know how to say okay well i'm there's a tingle here in my left leg you know like what do i do about that i say get more acquainted with it breathe into that hole you know what i mean yeah so that's i don't say breathe into that hole in the um in the class but you know what i'm saying (laughs) but
0: that's trap yoga bay right there that's trap that's trap yoga i don't know if you've seen trap yoga bay but like that's her style her style is like oh i've been to a
1: trap yoga class actually
0: yeah me too and i was the only male what'd you think i was was the only male there so you know i i sat i sat in the front (laughs) okay i was like what's up what's up okay okay
1: okay (laughs) Um, okay but uh it was
0: it was a it was good um i really like i really always love when people make things malleable for others and she that's all she's doing is making it malleable for people to ingest it that wouldn't like young thug that you had in your class right you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it would have been a little bit more malleable for her because it's a little bit more younger a little bit more Mm -hmm. hip-hop a little bit more you know i i appreciate people that do stuff and i think that she's doing a good good job i don't think it's more like yoga yoga but it's um very inclusive to people of all levels too so yeah that's that's important
1: as well yeah yeah
0: uh so i know that you're in yoga what type of yoga do you teach
1: i teach uh, um yin yoga
0: okay Okay. Okay.
1: And um, yin yoga and vinyasa flow. But because of the classes that I teach, it's not like I don't go in there trying to get them to do headstands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much so my classes are they might be slower to you, but they're very highly meditative. So, yeah.
0: That's dope. Yeah, I mm-hmm. um I'm all into the, you know, I can't do no inversions, but I'm into the vinyasas. Yeah, I'm um, um, so. You know, I wanna, thing- um,
1: I wanna learn how to do an inversion. Have you seen those, um, those what do you call those? Those headstand
0: stools. Yep.
1: yep, yep I want yep. one of those so bad, so bad.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. you can get that on Amazon. Shoot that.
1: I know, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> um, so one thing, another thing that you talk about in your podcast a lot, and I want to know what the routine is for you about self care. What is your self care routine?
1: My first self-care routine is no. (laughs) Um, That's my first self-care routine. Oh, man. Um, Like you, lists are important to me. And also knowing how to say no to myself and honoring Mm -hmm. that list. Um, My self-care routine is not aesthetic. Although sometimes I do get, you know, have my little moon baths and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But for the most part it is being Wait, like hold on, my eating hold on,
0: hold on. I, I can't i can't go past that moon path moon bath moon what's bath moon, yeah what's a moon bath i can't go past uh, that
1: okay so sorry you said you were hippy i thought i was yeah i don't
0: know i don't know about that's the dip that i didn't get apart I don't.
1: okay how can i explain this quick so this is this is how i do my moon bath so on the full moon right Mm -hmm. um you know you usually set your intentions based on you know whatever moon it is some moons you don't set an intention for some moon that you you write things that you want to release or Mm -hmm. let go of so usually on a moon bath if depending on what i'm trying to either release or let go of Mm -hmm. i will look at what i've written and try to um connect that with a chakra okay okay um, you know, the chakras, are right? You're
0: Talking about, talking my language. There we go. I'm back, okay, I'm I'm back talking in
1: your language. <laughs> so I'll connect that with the chakra and I will say, okay, well, what foods, oils, fragrances are correlated with that chakra? Because, you know, that's all a part of the chakra healing system. Mm-hmm. And I will run my bath water and I will, um, usually i always i'm always got some lavender in there and then i'll mm-hmm. have add something else if it's something to do with my root chakra like if i've been feeling like um unsafe or not completely at home within myself i'll use my favorite oil is vetiver it mm. um it is very fragrant <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's it's a it's a robust f- um oil um and then also if there's like a fruit or something of that nature i will Drop it in there, another thing that I will do that I've seen people do um I don't do too much just because um you know, trying to for health reasons um if you're working on like your crown chakra wine is a great one. um yeah. you can put like a cap full of wine in there or just drink some wine so <laughs> <laughs> but my moon baths are mostly just me after I've done like during the full moon before the full moon is over, my affirmations, oils fruits. All that stuff is in there. Um, I try to keep the um different color candles and I'll light those candles to make sure that I'm in that energy space of that chakra that I'm um dealing with or giving more attention to during the full moon. So those are my moon baths. Yes, okay. I thought it was it's not witchcraft, but Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I was I was
0: I thought I was there. Or or Yes. You you ever heard of Yoni steaming?
1: Yeah, I have. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: you sound you sound (laughs)
1: uninteresting
0: yeah i have all right (laughs) back back on your self-care routine
1: yeah um though my moon baths are that's a part of my self-care routine Mm -hmm. um and i'm sorry were you about to say something
0: no no i was going to reiterate what you were saying about lists and how lists are important to you and things like that yeah
1: making sure that I have a list. Also, um, planning is a part of my self-care routine so that I'm not stressed about the future. Um, but yeah. And another thing is I actually, I schedule times to surprise my friends with phone calls. So, um, I, have it like i'll write down okay surprise this person today with the phone call my friends are all over so like they're usually excited or you know it's never mm-hmm. routine to me that's taking care of myself because um getting out of my head is important mm-hmm. um so that's a form of self-care to me is loving on someone else so yeah which loves on me that's that's so that's yeah beautiful. thank you that's,
0: that's a great idea. I think I'm going to take that. I'm going to steal that from you. Just surprise yeah. People. What's up?
1: What you, are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> so the,
0: the one question um, I want to ask is, um, and this is, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a new Drew the World question, is what are you doing to change the world?
1: My mom was saying, "Will say, I ain't got to do numbers, stay black and die. I'm not gonna say that, (laughs) but (laughs) you know, this this may feel no, it may feel presumptuous. I no, yeah, it it might. You know, I believe in cause and effect. Um, Me having conversations that people are not used to someone like me having in a way that is authentic. I feel like adds to the ether that will change the world. Um, In my spiritual practice, I believe that the microcosm is a macrocosm. So Mm -hmm. the small thing that you do affects the whole world. So although I don't produce my first podcast before, um, that I was doing before that was focused on Black-owned businesses, now there's a tremendous amount of black of um, support for Black-owned businesses. And some of those Black-owned businesses that I had on my show in the early days have made millions and surpassed me. So to me, the best thing I can do right now to change the world is to continue to have the conversations with people um, and myself that People aren't used to having, but are also are very much so necessary. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. I'm doing a change where I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not Wonder Woman, but just (laughs) a black woman. That's all. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we're we're going to take it into um what I call the section called shots fired. Um, it's elevated icebreakers. Um. And Mm -hmm. it it starts off the question starts off pretty simple. It gets a little bit more devil provoking at the end. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that comes to your head, um, just let it fly. Cool. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. This is shots fired. What's your favorite color? Orange. What's your favorite sport?
1: No. (laughs) What's your favorite movie? The photograph.
0: Oh Jesus! Uh, and what movie do you hate? Hater.
1: to Hater. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what movie do I hate to love? Step Brothers.
0: Oh, you switched up the opposites. Uh, one place you want to visit? <laughs>
1: um. Oh man, Seychelles. Okay.
0: Place you would go in the apocalypse? Africa okay what would be your superpower <laughs> what would your superpower be and why
1: oh man um telekinesis because i would not have to get a pilot's license to fly where i want to go
0: i mean teleporting
1: yes no i mean telekinesis can't you move op- objects with telekinesis oh yeah yeah okay cool yeah Cool. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. okay awesome um coffee or tea tea what's your favorite breakfast food? uh pancakes what's your favorite time of the day and why
1: Favorite time of the day is the morning because there's the most opportunity
0: there we go what's Mm -hmm. your favorite tv show
1: favorite tv show the office Mm
0: -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. um what song would be looped in your hell
1: looped in my hell yeah, like a song that a I song hate.
0: That would just yeah, that you hate basically.
1: Anything from Kanye West's album, um, um, the one before the Gospel Choir album.
0: Was that Life of Pablo? Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, what okay. Would be the it's, it's the
1: one where he's like, "You're such a fucking hoe." Yeah. Love okay. It, okay. That I got one. You, yeah. Got
0: yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> what would, What would be the name of your autobiography? She did it. What fictional world or place would you like to visit?
1: Fictional world or place I would like to visit. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, the land of um Avatar the Last Airbender. I forget the name of that planet. (sighs) Uh uh,
0: Kiyoshi? I forget. No.
1: Okay, fine, the Earth Kingdom. The Earth let's just say the Earth Kingdom.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Nice. The Earth Kingdom. Um, Okay. Um, next question. If you had a talk show, who would be your first guest, alive or dead, and what would be the first question you ask them?
1: Oh man. Um, first guest would be Brittany Cooper. Okay. She's a feminist. Um, and first question I would ask her is how does she stay a feminist and go to the black church? How does she do that? Mm.
0: Go on. What's the most out-of-character thing you've ever done?
1: New Orleans. Um, <laughs> so, this girl, she stole my beads. Uh-oh. So, yeah. But I didn't have to fight her. I just was very sad. The people around me fought her. But, yeah, that's the most out-of-character thing I've done. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um... You had an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life. What it What would it be?
1: Land. Right. Hmm.
0: Um. What is your death row meal? I need an app. I need an entree, and I need a dessert.
1: All right. So the appetizer is going to be mozzarella sticks. Okay. Okay. The entree will be the herb crusted salmon, um, herb crusted salmon meal, which has from Cheesecake Factory. I'm basic, don't judge me. Which has <laughs> <laughs> uh, mashed red potatoes and asparagus, and then my dessert would be a um, a tower of cheesecake, three layers. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, that is shots fired thank you for that shots fired yes (laughs) yes um (laughs) so to wrap it up first and foremost thank you for your time thank you for Mm -hmm. your energy and thank you for Mm -hmm. your you know expressing all the things that you have today one thing i want you to tell everybody how they can find you how they can interact with you and what's up
1: Okay, so you guys can find me at Tea for the Queen on literally all social media. Um, it's just T-E-A-F-O-R-T-H-E-Q-U-E-E-N. Um, another place you can find me is soulpodcast.com. That's S-O-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. Um, this is the first time I'm publicly, publicly saying I'm trying to launch a network. Hey. So <laughs> um, my I'm working on a podcast about yoga. So be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, that's the best way to hit me up. Tea for the Queen soulpodcast.com S-O-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. And it's T for the Queen.com as well.
0: There we go. Um, so mm-hmm. Tiara, I'm going to ask you to say one thing, which is our catchphrase here on the podcast. And the catchphrase yes. here on the podcast is love, peace, and chicken grease. Okay. So when, whenever you're ready.
1: <laughs> how should I say it? Like, how do I say it like, you know, like
0: no whatever way moves you at this all right
1: love peace and chicken grease
0: there we go and we're out this has been another episode (laughs) of drew versus the world (laughs) all right